We're in week two together of our look through First and Second Samuel. This is day four, chapter seven we're looking at today. Last few days we've looked at this experience with the people and the ark and God's holiness. And now we go into another address of Samuel. Remember Samuel, who's the man with an open heart, and he teaches us how to open our heart to God. And he has something to say to the people in chapter seven about how God wants to be at work in their lives, what God wants to do in their lives. He has something to say to them about how to live the kind of life that God has made for them. Beginning in verse 1, let me read for you verse verse 1 down through verse 6 in 1 Samuel chapter 7. So the men of Kiriath-Jerim came and took up the ark of the Lord, and they took it to Abinadab's house on the hill, and they consecrated Eleazar his son to guard the ark of the Lord. It was a long time, 20 years in all, that the ark remained at Kiriath-Jerim, and all the people of Israel mourned and sought after the Lord. And Samuel said to the whole house of Israel, If you are returning to the Lord with all your hearts, then rid yourselves of the foreign gods and the Asheroths and commit yourself to the Lord to serve him only, and he will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. So the Israelites put away their Baals and their Asheroths, and they served the Lord only. And then Samuel said, Assemble all the people at Mizpah, and I will intercede with the Lord for you. And when they assembled at Mizpah, they drew water and they poured it out before the Lord. And on that day they fasted and there they confessed, we have sinned against the Lord. And Samuel was leader of Israel at Mizpah. This is really a great moment in the history of Israel when the people turned back to God under the leadership of Israel. It's a great moment in Samuel's life as he leads the people to this moment of repentance. It's an example of how to open your heart before God. Israel had been living in defeat and in depression. The whole nation, they all mourned, they all sought after the Lord, but they weren't finding him. And God did not desire for them to remain that way. If you're living in defeat and depression, he doesn't desire for you to remain that way. He shows them the opportunity for a renewed life. God does not intend for you to remain defeated and depressed. So listen to this opportunity for your life too. Three things he tells us to do in this address. First, you make the decision to be renewed. If you need to be renewed, you make the decision to be renewed. Three words express this decision. Beginning in verse three, Samuel said to the whole house of Israel, if you're returning to the Lord with all your hearts, then rid yourselves of all the foreign gods and the Asherahs and commit yourself to the Lord and serve him only and he will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. The three words are return, remove, return, remove and direct. First, you return. You return with all your heart to the Lord. It's it's easy to get caught up and let your heart get caught up in other priorities. Now, some of those priorities may even be good things. Others might be bad things. Yet the truth of an open heart is that God's got to be first in my heart. He's got to be at the center of my heart. So right now, I want to invite you as just we walk through this, let's do this with these people of so long ago. Return right now. Sometimes you have to do this many times, even in one day. So return. Say, God, right now, I'm returning to recognizing you're the center. Not that thing, not that thought, not that concern. You're the center. Return. And then remove is the second word. Remove the idols. He says the idols and the Asherahs, Baals and Asherahs. Those were the names of the false gods that they followed. The truth of the matter is, it's most likely that when you renew a priority in your life, you're going to have to remove some things from your life. When you renew a priority, you got to remove some things. It might be a relationship. It might be a habit. It might be an addiction. It might be 
a way of thinking about things. It might be an entertainment. It might be a way you schedule your time. I don't know what it is, but there's something that has to be removed. For the Israelites, it was these false idols. For you, it might be one of those relationships that needs to be changed or some habit that needs to be left behind. Something that needs to be removed, taken out, because it's drawing you down. It's taking you down, taking you away from God rather than towards God. It might be a bad thing, even a sin. It might be an okay thing, a good thing, but it's taking you away. So there's something to be removed. You return, you remove, and then you direct. He says, I want you to direct your hearts Commit yourselves to the Lord. And this idea here of commit yourselves, it's the Hebrew word kun. It means to set, to set your heart to be renewed, to direct your heart in a different direction. Almost tell your heart, this is what I'm going to do. You tell your heart, listen, today we're going to do what God wants us to do. I I know, I know, we've been doing what we want to do. I'm telling you right now, I'm directing you heart. We're going to do what God wants us to do. However we happen to feel, that's what we're going to do today. You direct your heart and then you follow God's direction. We have an amazing power to direct our hearts. God has given it to us. Now, in order to direct our hearts to follow him, we need his strength and his power. This is not a matter of self-help thinking, but it's a matter of recognizing that God has given you the power of decision. And today, you and I can decide to direct our hearts to serve him. You've got that opportunity today. And it only comes one day at a time. So the first thing you do is you, you return to the Lord. That's the first message that Samuel had for the people that day, the most important message. A second message when we think about returning to the Lord is don't be afraid to be first. When I look at Samuel this day, he was the sole voice for God in all of Israel. And he was willing to sing a solo. He was willing to stand in front of everybody and say, this is what we need to do. So how about you? Are you afraid to be first? Are you always the one that has to follow somebody else? When God wants to renew your life, many times you're going to have to be first. At work, at home, at school, Are you waiting for somebody else to share their faith? Are you waiting for somebody else to step out? It may never happen. But if you'll step out, I'm not even saying it's what you say, it's what you do, it's what you step away from, it's what you step into. You may very well see, you will see that when you step out, that solo grows into a duet and a quartet and then to a choir of voices for God. It's scary. It's scary to be the first to step out. But leaders are always the first to step out. So you let God renew your heart, your relationships, your joy, and then you step out into that and others will follow. You will bless the lives of other people. Don't be afraid to be first. And there's a third thing that you and I learned from Samuel in this address that day, and it's in verse 12. Third thing we learn is to place markers in our lives that remind us of God's faithfulness. If I want to live a renewed life before God, one of the things I can do in a practical way is place markers in my life that remind me of God's faithfulness. One of the most famous examples of that is here in verse 12. Samuel took a stone and he set it up between Mizpah and Shen and he named it Ebenezer, saying, thus far has the Lord helped us. Ebenezer, what does that mean? When we hear Ebenezer, most of us think of two things or at least one thing. We think of Ebenezer Scrooge. We think of English literature. And some of you that grew up in church, you think of that old hymn, here I raise my Ebenezer, hither by thy help I've come. Well, that's what Ebenezer means. Ebenezer means God has helped us thus far. So they put up a stone, and when they looked at that stone, it reminded us God has led us to this point. It was a reminder of God's faithfulness. You need to put those in your life. 
You need to put reminders of God's faithfulness in your life. It might be a note that you write in your Bible. Thank you, God, for leading me thus far. It might be a page you have in front of your Bible with dates of what God has done. It might be a picture that you place on your wall, some place where God worked in your life in a significant way. You take a picture of it, you blow it up, you put it on your wall, so when you look at it, it's an Ebenezer moment for you. It's a marker of God's faithfulness in your life. It's one of the ways that we stay renewed day by day by looking at those markers. The truth is, I need him to renew me every day. When we talk about renewal, this is not a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Every day I need to be renewed in God's purposes. But the truth also is there are times when I need a radical renewal in my life. I've been sliding, I've been headed in the wrong direction, maybe for a long time. And God needs to do a U-turn in my life. He's willing to do that. I don't know where you are today, but I know that wherever you stand, whether you need the daily renewal or the radical renewal, God is there to renew you. Let's take a moment to pray together. And just pray, Father, renew me. Renew my heart. I direct my heart towards you today. I remove from my life those things that are keeping me away from you. I want to not be afraid to be first. Let me be the first to step out to be renewed. I want to put markers in my life that remind me of how you've renewed me. Because I want to live the renewed life. You made me for new life. So I don't want to live an old life. I'm going to live the new life that you made me for. So Father, I pray that you renew me today. And I pray it. In Jesus' name, amen. Tomorrow, the last day of this week, we're going to look at see what happens when the people decide they want a king. 